Welcome to Healthcare Hacks and Connections Podcast. Here you will learn all things podcasting, acquiring amazing tips and tricks required to transform your podcast into an essential tool to grow your business. On this show, we will bring in expert guests from across the healthcare spectrum. They will share their personal stories, discuss their struggles, and give real examples of how a podcast helped to grow their business. Now let's head into this week's episode. All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. So today we have a veteran with us today, a Marine veteran, Caitlin Markle. She is a has a BS in kinesiology. She is a certified physical trainer. She is a certified exercise specialist. I think I got that right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rock steady boxing coach, NCI level one, and a holistic health practitioner. So she's going to be able to add a lot of information for us today. And she actually has a couple businesses. So I think for you guys that are juggling out there multiple businesses, this is going to be a great podcast for you because then you're going to be able to relate to her stories maybe and, you know, kind of put yourself in her shoes and see like maybe there was something that you were trying to solve in your business that you weren't able to and you can kind of relate to this. But uh, Katie, I just want to welcome you to the podcast. Thank you, Nate. It's awesome to be here. This is definitely my first podcast. So super honored for it to be on yours. So this is super awesome. Yeah. So you wanted me to do a little bit of my backstory. Like you were saying, um, I was a Marine veteran or I am a Marine veteran. And so originally really grew up in Kansas and got stationed out here. And that just started forging like this work ethic and drive and ability just to keep pushing and always kind of make light of everything and not take everything so seriously because you run into a lot of those places in the Marine Corps and you really have to just keep going no matter how much it sucks. So then I got my degree in kinesiology, stayed out here in California, and that led me to working with people with Parkinson's. I wasn't sure exactly where I wanted to go. I kind of wanted to go to physical therapy school. I kind of wanted to become a registered dietitian. And I got the opportunity actually just through an extra credit opportunity to get to work with these people. And it utterly changed my lives. Like exercise is better than their medicine for them. And so when you go in and you see them with the tremors and then you go through a session and they walk out and it's like, wait, do you have Parkinson's disease? You look amazing right now. So it was just absolutely like stopped me in my tracks. And I really started putting a lot of my time into that. I was volunteering with them for two years. I was about to take over that business. And then COVID hits and the whole world shuts down and they just start reaching out to me like, Hey, our program is gone. They need that program. They're like, can you work with us one-on-one? And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And meantime, I had just graduated. I had started the holistic health practitioner as kind of a gap year while I wanted to decide, was I going physical therapy? Was I going registered dietitian? So this was going to be a mix of learning the herbs and how we can heal our body naturally, as well as like working with people and their muscles and getting to like have that hands-on work. So all of this is going on. And like Nate said, I have a couple businesses and this kind of just, I fell into doing the fall prevention and I just got to start going to their houses and working with them one-on-one. And because this was no longer just inside of what's called rock steady for people with Parkinson's, I was able to work with their friends now who don't have Parkinson's disease So it just started growing organically and it's just kind of continued to snowball with that. And just, they tell their friends, all of a sudden I get a call 
And so it's been magical because now I have like 20 sets of grandparents and it's awesome. But then winter came and winter can be extremely, extremely hard on elderly people. So a lot of them got sick, just joints start to, well, I think that was just coincidence with some people timing knee replacements. And, but some of them that got sick, didn't make it through that. Some of them were champs and they beat COVID, but then things while they were in the hospital got like pneumonia and other things. So um, I wasn't sure what was going to happen with that. And it was a lot of heartbreak to feel like you just lost a lot of grandparents. Like usually we only have two, three sets of those to lose. So that was a really hard winter. And so I started going down the path. I'd been always working with a couple of my friends on nutrition, on their fitness and everything like that. So I started really diving down that path and to back up into a little bit of my personal story, if that's okay. When I was in the Marine Corps, I found out I was really, really good at half marathons. And I'd always kind of had some body image issues going through high school. Like I'm like five, eight. So I've always been the taller, bigger girl. I was muscular. So just a lot of, you know, like certain comments from boys and things like that. Like when I lost a ton of weight inside of boot camp and then I started running and I was losing more weight and the Marine Corps like praises you for that. It became a really unhealthy habit that just kept perpetuating, perpetuating, perpetuating. So while I was still performing well, um, there was a point in the Marine Corps, they literally said like gain weight or we're kicking you out. So I had to come up, I was at 113 at the time. And so I had to come up to 125 minimum. So I met their minimum, but that's like still really tiny for someone at 5'8". So through just kind of trying to maintain that, and then just all the stresses of business and the pandemic and everything going on, my system completely crashes. And like literally my levels go from like being in the low normals to like zero. Like I had no endocrine system, nothing going on. And so I started doing all this research because I had been learning so much about how we can utilize um, nutrition to heal our bodies. And I started finding all this new research that hadn't come out until like some of those studies are like 2018, 2020, and really nothing backdating past like 2012 about women and women's hormones specifically, and how we can completely heal our bodies by eating in a specific way with our cycles. So literally not eating the same all month long, like the mainstream will tell you just do keto or just do this. It actually turns out women should eat higher carb during certain times and lower carb during other times. And it utterly not only helps heal your hormones, but it accelerates that body composition change you want to see. So I decided to try this out with myself and through a long year process, saw the hormones restore. And then I had to gain some weight for that. And I wasn't completely comfortable with that because that came with a lot of inflammation at the same time. And so then I really just kept sticking with it, sticking with it. And all of a sudden everything levels out and then I could get results like just as fast as I wanted to. And then I could fall off of it and whatever would happen. And as soon as I would go back to eating with my cycle, boom, results just like that again. So I started applying it to the women I was working with. And then the same thing happened. And so then I found coaching con and I was like, okay, maybe I'm going to start this women's program thing. I was like, this is like kind of really cool. And the more women I was talking to, nobody really knew about this. A lot of women didn't even know that like they know the period happens, but they didn't know that there were changes all month long. And I was just like, hang on. So we don't know about our own bodies, like at least the majority. I'd run into people in healthcare that might, but so I just like started really trying to get that word out there. And then yeah, coaching con came and it just really fired that up. And so 
here we are. And we're trying to grow. She eats in that mission of helping women to eat, to fuel their bodies and have their optimal health. Awesome. I think that is amazing. And, you know, it's so funny that like, even in a room of like healthcare professionals, right? You're talking to them about this and they're like, no, I didn't know that. Like, I, like it should be like common knowledge you would think. Right. But I think a lot of that stems with, and you're breaking this barrier and I love it. And we're going to really talk about it is talking about it, finding your voice, putting it out there. Like, you know, what you're going through by doing your, your lives on Facebook. Right. Um, because then it comes common practice and then people are like, Oh, you know, it, maybe they do have an irregular period and it's due to what their diet is being, you know, diet stigma and stuff like that. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But no one would know that unless like they came across you, which doing your lives and educating them on this and just being very transparent with what your experience was. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. It's been amazing when I get to tell women that and they're like, hang on, what? And they're just like, I'm struggling with this. And they just want me to just like take this birth control. And I'm just like, I know I've heard it. I've been there. And like, yes, there's absolutely a better way. Absolutely. Yes, we can. I, I do want you to eat more carbs. And they're like, okay, I can do that. <laughs> so yeah, it's been amazing for sure. And I love that you're breaking away from the diet stigma and, and the diet culture because the diet culture can be so, um, I mean, I, I just see it when I had like young patients even in the clinic when I was an aide, you know, and they would be very affected by like their image and stuff like that. And it's like, no, like if you need, if your body is telling you to eat, you should probably eat, right? And not have to starve yourself or all these things just because of you maybe see, uh, I hate referring to this, but like a Victoria secret ad or something like that, where these are the people that, that are being shown to you as role models. And it's like, no, you should be looking at Katie right here. That's a role model right there. And oh. you should be looking at her seeing, you know, like the way that she's, you know, taking care of her body and, you know, she's able to give herself the nutrients and that she needs and able to, you know, function everyday life. Yeah. And I appreciate that. And we need that message out there and more women to be a part of this. That are those kind of role models. Cause it is so, so sad. Like that is what we see as little girls growing up and what we think is the epitome of success and what like a woman should look like and how she should be. And it's just crazy. One of my client's daughters literally works in the fashion industry and she's, she's in Milan and she's talking about these, like the, the models and just how, small, like their arms are when they go to dinners, like they might have like some nuts and it's like, it's so sad. And like what happens to them when they're 30 and the osteoporosis that comes from it. And like you're saying, just breaking away from that diet, like stigma of being so restrictive. One of the greatest things I love is when I get to work with a mom who has daughters and she's like, I don't want my daughter to see me like not being able to eat that food or being like, mommy, why aren't you eating with us? And I'm like, and I like to get to have her pass that on to the next generation where that little girl never has to have this image of like, I'm not supposed to eat is just, it's so amazing. And, you know, I think as a business owner, that is like your win right there. Being able to see that conversation happen. And even if 
say they're not your client, but say they commented that in your live that like, I want to be able to show up for my daughter the way that she looks up to me as right as that role model. And but I, I don't want to hide like that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm restricting my diet or whatnot. I think that's great that you're, you're able to see that uh, whether it's a client or not, because that that just tells me that you're in your true calling. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's super rewarding. And to get to just help any woman get to feel like there isn't a should of what she should look like or she should eat. Like you said earlier, if your body's telling you to eat, you probably should eat. And like eating is amazing. Like who doesn't love food? And it's just really sad when women have kind of lost that relationship because of a lot of like the societal norms and stigmas. Yeah. And then with you, you know, you talk about your journey. So then you're also talking about the mental health aspects of these things, because it isn't just physical. A lot of this stuff is mental too. And and breaking those barriers that are in your head telling you, you know, you're supposed to do this. Yeah, absolutely. And it is never easy. And I've been on this journey since gosh, like 2013. And if it were not for like the people in my life who remind me and are that support system of like, you're hungry, you should you should eat. It's totally fine. You look good. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I can still see your abs. And I'm like, I can't see them. They're like, no, we can see like that just that support system and getting through that mental and having a lot of affirmations. I have a lot of people when I work with them, or if I'm having this kind of conversation with them, I'll challenge them to, if there's so like the most common or just like the scope basic general here, like a lot of women will say like, I hate my body. Like I look in the mirror and I hate it or I'm ashamed or what. So whatever that negative thing you're constantly saying to yourself and tearing it down, the first one I try to get people to, and women specifically to integrate is to literally write that down, Ross it the heck out. And then write in, I am grateful for my body because whether it is, it allows me to play with my children or because it allowed you to have those children or because you get to go help somebody or whatever it is that your body enables you to do that fills your soul. Just writing down why you're grateful for that and starting to instill these more positive affirmations towards our bodies and who we are and why we're fueling it and getting away from the shaming of it and the negative hating and nitpicking every little part of your body. Yeah. And you know, uh, we can even relate this because talking about business and we're talking to business owners and stuff like that. We can even relate this to business, right? Like I had a shitty August this, this month. Right. And I was like, man, I'm a, I'm a horrible business owner, you know, and I'm telling myself these things. But then, so what I did was because I went through a depression phase when I was younger. And I, I remember my uh, psychiatrist that I was talking to, she would always say, if you're going through that, you have these ants, what they call them, like negative things that you tell yourself. So she's like, write down all your ants. And then you write down all the things that you're saying. And it's really good to just even write down stuff just because it's, it, you can see it and, and it doesn't live in your head. Mm-hmm. So, so you see it. And then to what they told me, and I did this to my business this past month, um, is like, okay, write five positive things about it. So the positives overpower the negative. Mm-hmm. And then, Absolutely. like you said, cross that thing out because yeah. it, does, it doesn't exist in your, in your life. Absolutely. And like you of all people are crushing it. So I'm glad you had them to tell you to do that because yeah, you're doing amazing. Seriously, I, I see you on all the time and just your content's awesome. 
Oh, thank you. I mean, I, I guess I could say I'm crushing it, but you know, like it's a lot of surface stuff, right? And I think even with, with like, you're talking to your clients too, you got to remind them that too, about like, you know, when they're, when they're absorbing social media, um, a lot of the stuff people are showing is a lot of like what they want you to see, not what's actually going on. And that's the reason of like this podcast too, is like to show like other business owners and stuff like that. Like we all go through these, these phases in life, like peaks and valleys, even in business and there's ways to overcome it. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate the comment. Not, not, not that I, <laughs> no. I, I want to, but uh, I always try to say like, you know, it's showing what what I wanted to show, but I mean, I, I always, even on this podcast, I will talk about like, you know, the things that we're going through, but also I know that I, I had a shitty, you know, August in business because I've been so focused on this wedding, like it's a week away. <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah, that is so exciting. And yeah. yeah, I love that you want like talking about that and that you you bring that up and you create this vulnerable space for people. And because the mental health isn't talked about enough. And like you're saying, it's so surface level. It's so great. It's so great. Everything is just good. And then there's this part of that we're all just hiding. And when that gets suppressed and suppressed and suppressed, eventually that's going to be what comes out. And so I love that you're having this where so people can feel like, oh, it's okay that I feel that way too. It's okay that I had a shitty month because I had to focus on this. It's okay that it just didn't perform as well or I, you know, whatever didn't happen. And so I just love that you have this going for everyone. So let's talk about your, your two businesses, right? So in these businesses, like what hat do you wear? I really hope you don't wear all of them. I currently wear all of them and I'm working on that. That is okay. why I am part of the NCIBCI and I've invested in their next level because it is really getting to the point where I thought the inbound, the fall prevention was just kind of going to fizzle out. And I was kind of okay with it just because that was so emotionally hard, but then it like organically picked up. And so now I'm in this position where I'm trying to be the CEO of both companies, be the operator of both companies, be the outreach for both companies. And it is freaking hard. And I think since at least since the beginning of July, I've at least worked a hundred hours every week. And it's getting to that point where it's like, okay, I have to learn how to hire. I have to scale fast so I can hire. I need to get other people in here. So yeah, I am wearing all the hats currently, but the goal for the, and that's where like support and reaching out for like that is so big. Cause definitely on the mental side, there are days where I'm like breaking, I'm on the brink of just like, I'm just exacerbated. And I just tell my boyfriend, we make a joke of it. And like my dad and my grandpa are both really good in business. And so I'll call them and like, just talk through something. If there's like a leadership thing I need to work on, cause we're like, I'm working on bringing people on, but part of it's kind of a revenue share at the moment while we're still like, okay, we're in build phase. So I can't hand you a group of clients right now, but look, we're going to get there. I need this from you right now. This means you'll get this percent of anything coming in. So I'm working on learning that process because there's a lot that goes behind hiring too. And so that's where I'm going to start leaning on BCI a lot here is to learn the process of that and to put in the best practices for that. But definitely on like the mental side, learning to set specific time aside where I'm just like, okay, I'm putting on an episode right now and I'm going to stretch and I'm going to do my nails and I'm just going to do a second of like, take care of myself. Like, literally having to schedule that in right now for any business owner that's like, 
pulling their hair out because they're like in a grind phase, schedule that in like you schedule a client in. I've literally started scheduling in self-care and I schedule like I love jujitsu. I practice that. I have a tournament coming up. And so I schedule in like I am going to practice because that's such a de-stress time for me. I get to go see my friends. I get to go work on something that just like fills me up. I have more energy mentally leaving jujitsu than like when I show up. And so it's convenient that that's at like six o'clock at night because then I'm like ready to go for another work day. But yeah, so just scheduling that time in helps a ton with everything going on right now. Definitely. And 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 like you said, treat it like it's a client. Like, no, I have to show up. Don't give yourself an excuse. Say you're mm-hmm. working or whatnot. No, be like, hey, gotta stop this. Gotta move on to this. Yep. You know, and and it's non-negotiable. Don't uh reschedule it or anything like that. Like you just gotta make it happen. Yes, absolutely. And even like little times. So like my boyfriend's Dan, and every night we're gonna have every night but Thursdays, because we're not here on Thursdays, but every night we eat dinner together. And so I'm not messaging anyone. I'm not emailing clients. I'm talking to him about his day. I'm checking in with him. We're laughing about whatever videos he saw during the day or like sent to me or anything like that and like watching those. And so that is a time that is a non-negotiable time. Like I'm having that time together. And then same thing with my 20 minutes of mobility in the morning. Like I'm waking up first thing, doing breath work. I'm doing a little bit of movement. Then I can check my phone. Then I can go like respond to anything I need to respond to, but slow rising too, especially if any of like the nutrition coaches probably know what like a reverse cortisol curve is. But if you're an entrepreneur and you're finding yourself just like wired at night and super, super tired in the morning, even if you slept like seven to eight hours, you probably like overstressed yourself to the point and like work so many late nights that like where your cortisol should rise in the morning, it's rising at night. And so when you learn these practices, yeah, it's this crazy and it messes everything up because then melatonin is supposed to be inverse with cortisol. So now melatonin's up at the wrong time and like all this stuff gets signaled improperly. It's just like crazy and it like cascades into insulin resistance. So I won't get too far down that. But when they can one, have like set bedtime routines, no matter what time it is, but then two, if first thing in the morning, you can practice like some slow rising and working on breath and working on stress mediation, it just will help to start to reverse that. And it makes such a difference in your ability to operate with a clear mind throughout the day versus like waking up and like jumping into it. Yeah. I was going to say that because I know business owners, you know, maybe they're getting texts from their clients, like early in the morning and like they're seeing their email inbox and stuff like that. And I always try to tell people, it's like, look, take an hour to yourself. You know, even if it's like, okay, I got to wake up an hour earlier then to to be Mm -hmm. able to do that. Literally do not touch that phone until you took the hour to yourself, whether it's, I don't know what it is. Maybe you got, you take a cold shower, you know, and like wake up your body and, and, you know, brush your teeth, do all that stuff, get ready, have your breakfast without technology and, you know, enjoy it. And then you can go address what you need to address. My fiance puts it this way all the time is, you know, they might've sent that, but they don't need a response right away, you know? And if Mm -hmm. they do, then it's, you know, maybe it's something that needs to be addressed, whether it's life or death, I don't know, but, but, you know, hopefully it's not. Yeah, yeah, for but, sure. Um, yeah, you know, like there's a time and there's a place, right? And if you create that boundary for you, your clients, your business, your um, family time, you'll be a lot better. 
Yep. And you said the word right there, like boundaries, setting boundaries. And like you said, stick to them, like you're showing up for a client. Like this is the non-negotiable. And like, sometimes, like you said, writing it out, like there's a literal kinesthetic that goes into your brain. When you write things out, you remember it and it's like more powerful. And so like physically scheduling those things out, not just being like, oh, I'm going to do it. And then you're like, oh, I was kind of supposed to do that like all week. And I like kind of didn't like literally writing those things into your calendar will make such a difference. Perfect. So Katie, let's talk about this. What have you learned from doing these lives on Facebook? What What is like your biggest takeaway so far? Ooh, biggest takeaway is, gosh, there's so many, like, it's okay not to be perfect. And I don't want to steal Nike, but like, just do it. Because when you, Jason, if some people might not know who Jason Phillips is, if you don't, you should look him up. But he talks about like developing your authentic character. And I'd been like meditating on that and meditating on that just because a lot of like who I was was kind of ripped away. So like developing that was like really confusing. And when I just realized when I just know and speak my truth, like that's all that matters. And so when you just turn it on and all you're interested in is the truth, and you just speak what you know, you speak what like convicts you, then it becomes really easy and a lot less daunting. And you're not like, oh my God, I have to be so perfect. Like, oh, that sounded weird. Oh my gosh, my lighting, like just do it. Like, just don't fear it. Just go speak what you want the world to know. And that really takes away most of the pressure. So I think that's probably the biggest takeaway. Perfect. And then I think that attracts the clients that you want. Yeah, absolutely. Because like the people who believe that truth will resonate with it. Like um, there's an amazing quote and I know it originates from the Bible, but then somebody else like has used it as well. But it's that like the man who knows the truth doesn't need to yell it. Like he, he need only whisper. And so you don't need to be shouting. You don't need to convince anybody else because when they believe your truth, you just need to speak it. You just need to say it. And the people that resonate with that will follow you. Perfect. I think that is is a great quote to give a a picture of how that works. I wanted to talk about something that you're currently going through. I think it's still going is you have a 21 day better body challenge. I do. That will actually be launching the day after Labor Day. So I don't know when this will air, but even if we're in the middle of it, jump in, ladies. It's never too late to get started. It's all about showing up for yourself. And we're going to talk a ton about imperfect action, like just doing the best you can. Like not every day is going to be perfect. And that's totally okay. That's why you get the most points for literally showing up for the calls, literally checking in with us. Not did you hit your metrics, but like, did you stay accountable? Did you show up for yourself? So yes, that'll be launching the day after Labor Day. And the grand prize will be $500, but we'll also be giving away a lot of other value and a lot of other prizes throughout that. Is this your first challenge that you, you're launching? First challenge. Yep. I thought okay, this would awesome. be a great way to try to share and educate women since I'll be getting a lot of them on the calls. We'll be diving into specifically what they need. And in part of that guide that they get when they sign up, it's all about how to optimize the challenge, no matter where you are in your hormone cycle. So don't have to feel like, oh, that's not going to be a good week for me to start. It's like, nope. It is. It's totally fine. You can still make progress. You just need to do it this way. And so I thought it'd be a great way to help educate a lot of women. I love it. I love it. And I think, you know, you're going to generate a good amount of testimonials, which will speak 
volumes about the work that you and your businesses do for uh, your clients. Thanks. That is definitely one of the goals for sure. Yeah. I just want women to know this works and it's amazing. And literally you can mess, which a lot of women just think is like a fact of life. And it's just, it's totally not, you don't have to live with the mood swings and the bloating. Like we can get rid of that. I mean, I, I feel like any woman would want that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, so let's talk about this. Thinking back to your time in the Marines, is there anything that you can relate to your, that, that you've taken from the Marines and put it into your business? Ooh, I feel like probably like adapt and overcome is probably the biggest because business is predictably unpredictable. Like things are always going to be curveballs and changing and the market's changing and the messaging's changing and everything is just adapt and just keep rolling. And just because it didn't go the way you expect, that's totally fine. Learn from it, assess it. Like we had a whole system for breaking things down afterwards and like debriefing. And then, so always do that part because it's critical to look at what happened, but then create a plan and execute that plan and just absolutely keep going. Don't stop just because it didn't go away or don't think that you can't do this or you were wrong and so you can't figure out how to do this or now you're behind the curve. It doesn't matter. Maybe you'll jump the next curve because you've figured out this new way because this thing happened and enlightened you to a better way to do it. So yeah, adapting and overcoming is definitely like always. Perfect. I think that is definitely a good attribute to have in business because you're going to be thrown haymakers that you don't even know are going to come out of nowhere. And you will have to adapt. And in a lot of it, honestly, I feel like sometimes being that what I'm like two years, two and a half years now, it, uh, it, it, a lot of it is just like survival. It's like, okay, you could either like keep fighting, keep fighting, or you, you literally just quit. Right. That's why like when people explain failure, I never say like failure doesn't exist unless you quit. Hmm. I love that. Yeah. Am I allowed to ask you questions? Go for it. Okay, cool, cool. Because um, <laughs> I'm just curious, like, so you're two, two and a half years into this. Um, yeah. What have been some of those moments for you where you hit that point, like that failure quit? And like, what did you do to get around that? And like, kind of where did that take you? So when I left the clinic, right, I was just done just because this is like the peak the peak of the pandemic that happened. And there's some other episodes that you guys can go back and listen to this of like my experience in the pandemic and in the clinic, it'll go more deep into it. But I just didn't have another choice. I didn't give myself another choice, you know, because I was, I was so set. Like you talked earlier about physical therapy and then, you know, this started to go, the podcast production business started to go upward. And then I was like, oh, wow, this is great. This is great. And you're riding this high and then you lose like two or three clients and you're like, oh man, you know, like, like I already left the clinic. There's no real falling back. I guess I could go back, but do you really want to go back and, and have to, you know, you're working on someone else's time, not on your time. Right. And so I basically, what I did was I started to document. And I think this is really good for a lot of business owners is documenting writing or even speaking into a memo, a voice memo. So what I, I'll do on my phone is I voice record because we do a podcast, right? 
And I can even go to past podcasts and like, be like, Nate, this is where you were, you know, when you were going through this, this is how you got out of it. And that's, that's what I, I've learned is like these peaks and valleys. Like, so right now, like I said, I, I'm in like a, a shitty, shitty month. Right. But I realized that a year ago I've been in a shittier month. Like I was literally back against the wall and it was either you quit here and you stay here in this corner or you push forward. And I, I like to think of it as, oh man, I wish I had like a, like a rubber band, right? Cause you actually have to go low to project forward. I love that. Right. So that's kind of what I'm going through right now uh, is that low, but then that allows me to project forward because say you or my business, say we got inundated of 20 clients. Could we handle that? Could our systems handle those 20 clients? Probably not. Oh. So you probably need these low points to build out the systems to get to that next level. And that's what I've learned. And then also what I've learned is um, a lot of shiny objects will pop up in business where people will be like, yeah, you know, you need to throw more money in Facebook ads and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, that's great and all, and that might work for them, you know, but a lot of the time it's just the old school way of boots on the ground going quote unquote door to door, but it's not really door to door. It's just getting more, getting more at bats. So like this podcast is a way for me to get more at bats and then, you know, repurposing this content into a content machine is how I get more at bats because people are going to see it and they're, and you know, maybe they're going to be like, Hey, uh, you know, I saw, I saw this podcast that was on, on Instagram, you know, and I was wondering if you can just do this for my company. And then, so that's an at bat. If I didn't do that, I wouldn't have got. Totally. And you hit that home run. Like sometimes you'll hit those first base run or you're like, you know, you, you get the at bat and you, you connect that one, that one yes. person finds it. Yes. I love that analogy. That's great. Yeah. And then uh, for anyone that's out there that's, that has fear of even getting at bat, it's like, listen, if you don't take, the, what is it? What, uh, I think it's like a Babe Ruth thing. It's like, you know, he hits as many uh, uh, balls as he can, but it, there's one that will strike and like knock it out of the park. Right. So you want the most at bats. And then I'm also trying to relate it to, and then, and then I would say another thing is like, like we were talking about failure. Don't be afraid of failure because failure is gonna, it's going to keep trying to happen, I guess, as you grow. And what I've seen in my business is like, so my peak from last year is now my low of this year. That's exciting. And then, so my peak this year is probably going to be my, my low of next year. And it's just going to keep happening because you're going to be adding on staff and stuff like that. And man, so much lessons. <laughs> also take care of your staff, you know, make sure that they're appreciated, check in on them, make sure they're not burned out. I think that's one area of business is like during the pandemic, my clinic, did they just, didn't care. They were just like, we're another pond that they're just using kind of thing. Um, yeah. man, I feel like I'm rambling now. No, not <laughs> at all. Were you, were you in like a physical therapy clinic? Yeah. That's yeah, how was. ours was too. When I was, yeah, when I was an aide, like their therapists were just getting burnt out and burnt out and burnt out. And that was part of 
why I wanted to own a company. Like when I was there, I knew like eventually I was going to own something and it would be so that people would love to show up for their job. Like they are going to be paid well. They're going to be taken care of. They're going to feel like their family is a part of this family. Like this is a family and we take care of each other because when you take care of your people, your people take care of you. It just trickles. It just keeps trickling down. Like they can take care of people and your clients get taken care of better. And then your clients want other people to be like a part of this family. And so I, yes, I love that you're talking about that and being able to just how much impact we can have in learning from those experiences, like where you were in that clinic and it just, they're just burnt out and it sucks and it makes people leave. And like, now we have the opportunity as business owners to change that cycle to create where yes. working is like an amazing place to go and it fills their soul. Not like it's they're just grinding for that dollar to survive. Exactly. And then, you know, say that person is probably burnt out. They're not able to show up at their 100% for that patient. And maybe mm-hmm. like they're, um, they have like lack of judgment, say something and they, they drop a patient, you know, yeah. and it's because they're not all there and it happens with AIDS too. And you know, it's, it's, it's not, it's not a great thing. Like realistically, you can't see 24 patients in a day. And I remember doing that and it was nuts. It was just like, there's no like, like rest time. And then you're like, you got one client that's balancing right on like a BOSU ball. And then you got another one maybe doing squats or something like that. And so it's like, you're trying to keep eyes on everyone and it's hard and you're like, you're trying to do your best and you really care for these people and you like, you're invested in them. Like you said about your 22 grandparents, right? Yeah. Like I had those with some of those patients. I still do. And I see them on my Instagrams and stuff and they'll, they'll check in and stuff. But it's like, it's hard because you give your all to these people and then you want to give more, but it's hard to even give more because you can't you know, you're stretched too thin and, and it's a detriment to, to them and and a detriment to their healthcare. And then what I saw when I was in there was that affected their, their recovery process because they weren't getting the best care that they could have. hundred percent. Yeah. And then they would, with things like physical therapy, like they would, you'd give them exercises and then they're off doing it on their own because there's too many people in the clinic and you look over and like, she's over there just like shoulders in trying to do back rows and she's not strengthening anything back here. Cause she's just doing what she knows. And so, like you said, she's not healing properly because nobody's watching her. Nobody's nurturing her. Nobody's checking in on her, making sure she's getting that care and you were doing the best you could, but it's just, you're so stretched. And so I think when we come bring that back to creating and running a business, like that starts with developing that when you're a solo entrepreneur with those boundaries we talked about, because if you're so stretched that you can't show up for your clients and you don't have time to put in what they really need and like the care that they need, then they're not going to get that optimal. And then you're not going to say you do still manage to scale, but now you are okay with having that many people. So this is like the standard. And so you push that onto the next people and you just perpetuate the problem. And so when we're at this base level, we really have the opportunity to assess what didn't we like about those clinics we were in? What didn't we like about where we're at and establish that for ourselves now? Like we have that million dollar business and then let it have that vision and vision where you are going with that million dollar business and act like you're there now. 
I think that's another thing that keeps me driving is I absolutely like, I want to have so much more than just like a women's program. I want to have like women's empowerment where we're having like summits for women and we're bringing women together for the weekend and talking about self-care as a woman and being a mom and juggling all these different things that they have to do. And I can like envision this arena or state like this place with all these women. And like, I'm not going to stop till I get there. And I have to set up what it's like to be there now. So that one, I'm not like changing thing on things on clients later. Like, yes, things will adjust and they'll get better because I'll get better at doing it. But when I when I approach things, I approach things from the mindset like I'm there because I want to act like I'm there so that I don't feel like I can't be there. So I can never accept like this is good enough now, but also so that I put things in place to make getting there completely possible. Boom. And then what I like too that you said there is about envisioning yourself there, you know, uh, if you envision yourself there with a million dollars and all that with your business, like charge your price, charge your price, charge your value, right? Like I, I know, I know these people have insurances and stuff, and what they pay like forty dollars, seventy dollars copay or something like that. We had a, a past guest and he hates insurance; he's all cash based. But um, he always says you're worth more than a copay. Hundred percent. And yeah. and anyone that's listening to this, healthcare entrepreneurs, you are worth more than a copay. And you're allowed to charge it, especially if you're giving this high quality of care. Heck yeah, you're you're worth it. You know, you're giving your your devoted hour to this person, or you know, to help them get to where they need to go, or say like, like I always always uh, put it like this, or actually the way that you you said it earlier is like, you know, if someone came to you, you know, they said, hey, I have menstrual pains and I have these cramps and I have like you know, a very um, bronuria. What is it? The, the aggressive periods, right? Oh, like when I don't have it? Yeah. Amenorrhea. Right. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. So it's like, I have this, but then if you said, Hey, actually, you know, if you, you come see us, we can take care of that within five visits, right? That person's going to pay whatever it is to, to get it back. And I say the same thing for like, like back pain, right? Like, like if I'm a person with back pain and you say, Hey, I, we can cure that in five visits. I'm like, here's my checkbook, whatever it is. Yep. I've had this pain for 23 years. I, I knew someone that was in the clinic that they, they tore their ACL 50 years ago and they just dealt with it just because they didn't know. They didn't know. Okay. Uh, Holy cow. But it's like, you didn't know that you can get rid of this pain. Yeah, you just lived with it. Just lived with it. And I was like, that's nuts. And then, you know, we did some, we did some, uh, therapy with them and we got rid of the pain because we, they didn't want to do surgery. So, you know, we worked around it to strengthen other muscles to help it, even though they should have, but, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's it's getting, yeah. getting into it. <laughs> That's the crazy thing about ACLs though. And it's really cool that we can, and it's like a great metaphor for like support. Like when there's things broken, we can strengthen the things around it to make it possible to get rid of the pain. There's always, there's always a way, but yeah, that's, that's so interesting. And that was such a different generation too, where there's like, no, I don't need surgery. That vibe. We're just, we're just going to live with this. Like with the people I work with, I have this, like a couple football players where like their thumbs are just kind of stuck. And you're just like, like what happened? They're like, ah, oh, you know, I broke it one game and I just taped it to it. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? 
And so, yeah, it's a whole different mentality from that generation and just like what pain was, but it is like, it's a, it's a crazy thing when we can just ignore pain. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs who are really good at driving are really, really good at ignoring pain and just going, Nope, I can just grind through this. I can just figure out this way around it. I do not need to address this, but it's so crazy when you do address it and you take the time to do what you need to do to get rid of that pain, how much better you feel and how much more you can function, how much better your business is going to function. I was going to say that, like relating it to pain in the business, it's like there's a pain there, address it. Don't just be like, oh, let's just sweep it under the rug. You know, it might fix itself. Yeah, it'll it's, be okay. It'll be okay. It's, it's not. And it'll probably keep opening a bigger, bigger, bigger hole or leaky bucket in your, in your, uh, your, your water pail. Yeah, no, absolutely. Awesome. Well, I mean, is there any other questions you could ask? <laughs> um, gosh, so many probably like how you're balancing this right now. I know it's been a hard month for sure, Yeah. but gosh, like relationships and business, like that has been mm-hmm. one of the most interesting things I've been trying to learn to balance. And for me personally, it's just been like communication about it where it's just like, Hey babe, I love you. I know, you know, I love you. I'm sorry that I feel like I can't always give you the attention. Like yeah. I feel like you deserve. And just so if you have, especially cause like now you've made it to like this new stage where like y'all are like official official and you're like doing the thing. And so yeah. just what that's been like for you guys and just kind of any of those bumps and how you've gotten around it. And- yep. Got you. Okay. So I mentioned this a lot in previous podcast. So if you're new, this is going to be new to you then, which is when my fiance was working and she worked in corporate healthcare before I got her out and now she's working for me. Yeah. Which has been awesome, right? It's, it's <laughs> that exciting. best thing. But um, what I used to do was I would work from nine to five and I'd shut off at five, all my computer stuff. And then what I would do is So she came home at six. So then what I would do is I would take like about maybe like that hour. So 10 minutes to just kind of meditate, to turn off my brain, to go from Nate, the business owner, to Nate, the husband, the fiance. And then I'd be like, okay, let me figure out what I need to cook, you know, and stuff like that. And then, um, you know, dedicate that time to just them. Like you said, making sure that like you're scheduling, you're scheduling this. I used to do this a lot. My fiance doesn't really like it, but uh, scheduling our date nights too, like, you know, where this is a non-negotiable again, like we talked about with, with certain things, right? If we had the date night scheduled on our, on our calendar, we would make sure we, we go to that, you know, and during that time we wouldn't look at our phones or anything of that. So we're being present with each other. And I think that is the best thing to do with them and just be transparent, you know, like, okay, hun, you know, is it okay? I don't know. Maybe you have to write up some, um, some, uh, uh, not reviews. Like the soap notes or the soap notes, recipes, you know, something like that. Making content, anything. Yeah. Making content, you know, maybe it's after you've had that time with them and then say they go to bed or whatnot. You're like, Hey, I'm going to do this maybe for this hour or whatnot you know, just being transparent with that, that you're going to do that instead of what I used to do, which is bad, which is take the work to the bed and just do it there unless she was okay with it. But, and that would be transparent. Like, is this okay? Like that type of thing. 
I think oh, that's I that's been the be- the biggest help. And then honestly, just understanding each other's love language, whatever that is. So with my fiance, hers is like, so with, with hers, hers is like words of affirmation, right? And affection, I think it is. So I think that's the, the way that they word it in the book. <laughs> so what I do is like, I'm not the greatest person to draw pictures or anything like that or, or words, but so I'd write her like little notes and, you know, say like I was leaving for coaching con or something like that. I would hide the notes Aww. in certain places that I knew that she was going to visit while I was gone. So Aww. then, you know, it may be, it may, might be in the bathroom and I'd be like, Hey hun, you, you know, something about, you look beautiful today. You know, something, if I couldn't say it physically there that she found this, you know, and, and she knew like that I'm thinking of her or I, I'd leave like, you know, a, um, a note on her pillow or, or I knew, you know, when she was, wasn't, when she was working in the corporate healthcare, I knew that she didn't eat breakfast a lot. So I was like, Hey, you know, I boiled some eggs for you for the week, take these uh, to go and make sure you eat and drink some water. So then I'm just, you know, making sure that, that, and then that she's cared for. So I think that's a big one, just understanding like their, their, their uh, love language. And then, oh, another one that's really big. And I actually learned this from a, a guest that we've had is we call this, we call this thing our nothing box. So when they want to be left alone, like we tell each other, Hey, I'm, I'm in my nothing box, meaning like, you know, uh, I don't want to talk right now or anything like that. Like, and she's like, leave me alone. Let me be. And then when she's ready to come out of her nothing box, she'll tell me like, you know, it might be like 30 minutes or an hour. And then you can like try and see like, are you done? You need, do you need more time? Especially cause like we're in a one bedroom apartment. So there's really nowhere to escape besides the bedroom bathroom mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So like that really helped. And then I even have my nothing box. Like, dude, dude, so you got to use your nothing box. Use it. <laughs> like, if you need to just get away and just be be you, whatever it is, you need to read, you need to go work out, whatever. Just tell them. Be honest about it. And then you know, when you're done with it, like, okay, I'm done with it. And you know, whatever your 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 love language is. So mine is um is um acts of service and and like touching. So then that's where like I would cuddle and then that really helped us balance the the life of like working and stuff like that i love that because she is a huge part of your support system and that's yes. going to be massive like and the person i'm sure like your best friend and the person you mm-hmm. you know you guys lean on each other and so having that relationship because i know a lot of entrepreneurs can like <laughs> i I've come across a lot of entrepreneurs that are like divorced four times and so many, so many, so many. And it's like, just because we can be such driven, focused people that we forget to set that time aside for them. And so I love that you guys schedule your, your like your date nights. That's something we do too, is like at least once a month, we are having like an us day to like, not just like, because we'll go mountain bike all the time. We'll go to practice all the time. And like, we see each other, but like, 
hey, let's like talk about us. Let's like go do this dating thing, especially because yeah. like, I don't know when you guys started dating, but we are totally COVID lovebirds. Like we met yes. when the world was shut down. So like we didn't go to our first movie until like two years in of dating. And so like doing those kind of things and like going and setting that time apart where you're disconnecting from the business and you're making sure they know like they still mean so much to you. Like you might be grinding, you might be, especially during this like sprint time, just like you said, being transparent. I was just like, look for the next 60 days. Like, I don't know what it's going to look like, but I know I'm going to be working a lot. Yeah. And I know that I probably like, I might need you to pick up a little bit of my slack. Like I know, and we yeah. like balance that. And we know that like, there's times where like, he's still in school too. So there's times when like finals are coming around. And so it's like, okay, now this is my turn to, pick that up. And we just kind of that communication and that, I love that you said the nothing box. We've never used that term, but I think that would be really fun to use. Cause I can be like high energy. Like he gets home and I'm just like, hi. And he's yeah. like, I need, I like one time he was just like, sometimes it's just nice to like have 30 minutes when I get home to like decompress, especially yeah. when he had this boss that was kind of like on him all the time. And it was mm -hmm. just, and so having that like established, he could just text on the way home. Like, Today, I need my nothing box. Like, got it. Cool. I'll headphones, zip it. Like, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Love it. Yeah. That's definitely been a key. And then uh, I think, I think, especially like during those sprints, right? In your business, that is a very good thing to be transparent about. So, like, I mean, now she knows when we're going through launches, like, we're going to be busy getting our clients launched, ready to go with their podcast and stuff, and making sure. Uh, all the assets are ready to go, created, uh, show notes are all done. Everything's all in line. And, and that is like a sprint. And that's when she knew I was going through that, then that's when she, she would take over as like, okay, I'm going to make dinner then. Cause I know like he's trying to do his thing over there to, to make sure that, you know, his client's happy and you know, they're, they're happy with the results. Yeah, I think that that definitely helps being being transparent, you know, when when you're going on these sprints through business. I even think being transparent when you know you're down in your business cuz then what it is is they can lift you up. Like like when I would say when I was saying like, you know, I was a bad business owner and she's like, "No, you're not a bad business owner. You've only been doing this for two and a half years. You're still pretty young in the business. It's like you're learning. You're not bad." Yeah, absolutely. So hearing that, then it's like, oh, you know, she she's she sees like I'm I'm doing my hardest and acknowledging that. Totally. I, I love that. And hearing that you guys have that communication and it's so cool that she gets to work with you now. Like <laughs> sure she has a whole new appreciation for for business and everything you do. Yeah. I mean, she's right there on the other side right now working because, you know, so okay. wow, yeah. <laughs> So, so like, uh, we're trying to get all of our, our client stuff because we got, we got all of our, their stuff in ahead of time. So now we're working in getting that all done. So then the, the wedding and even the honeymoon, we're allowed to just kind of focus on that and, you know, turn off a little bit, but our team knows like if anything does hit the fan, like they can still hit us up. We'll, we'll still answer. We, we're and we just had a team meeting just right before this too. Like, you know, Hey, you know, uh, is it okay that, and maybe this is a lesson for business owners too, just being transparent with your team as, as totally. you are transparent with your, your, your partner is like being transparent with my team. Like, I know, like, 
we're going to be pushing up deadlines because we're trying to make sure everything is out and we're able to quality check it before it goes out when you know some are, some of the episodes are falling on our on our on our weddings some some of them are falling on the wedding rehearsal day so it's like you know we're not going to have time to really even check those so we're 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 moving those deadlines up and we're like hey like is this okay and then they're telling us like yes or you know you know and then it's like cool you know just let us know or or if you're sick like just let us know and just saying like all right that's why we have a team to of other people like okay you're sick all right next one next person's up to to help and then say they're sick then then the person that helped before like they can stand up right it's like yeah that's how i feel like a team should work and i even think of it like basketball or or even like football you know someone on your team you know is injured or something like that like you need to pick up or go maybe 110% or more uh, to help to help their their load. Totally. And I think that's a great and like, not even analogy, like what it should be for a team. Like, it's a family, like it's a you want it to be a functioning family, like you in a team and like, you can all pick up and work together. And there's that transparency and that trust and like, hey, like, you know, we need this done. Can you do it? And not just like a dictatorship of like, like, no, you're going to do this. Like, you're going to get it. You're just like, can we do this? And they're like, then they feel safe. And like, they clearly feel safe enough to say like, yes or no. And yeah. Yeah. And then what it also allows me to do is, is take that thousand view of the business as well and be like, okay, they said no. That means I haven't prepared my business enough. And this is when the slow parts are like, great, because then now we can possibly go hire someone uh, another person to fill this role as well to help support you know because they said no they're not able to do that all right so let's let's make sure we built out the system so when these times do happen you know we already have someone uh you know in our in our system in our business ready to help out and then they're able to say yes and then you know everything's smooth totally that's amazing way to just assess and fill it, like figure out where those gaps are and be able to fill it in. Mm-hmm. When was the first time you hired someone? Like when did that start becoming going from like you to like a team? Um, okay. So that started when, I mean, anyone out there. So you mentioned Jason Phillips. That is a, that is a mentor slash coach, uh, in the, in the, um, I want to say he's like in the fitness industry space, right? So, so my coach was basically like challenging me, you know, okay, I want you to write down all the things you do. Okay. What involves your genius? And I was very like, oh, you know, everything involves my genius. But once you, once you start like looking at it and you write it down, really doesn't. And sometimes someone that you hire or bring in probably can do it better. Sometimes better if not good, if not better than you, okay? And then what I had to realize too is, say even they're 80% of me, you're able to teach them the next 20%. And that's oh. what your your SOPs and your systems that you build out. Um, and my, my team is on the back end of here editing this and they're probably like, you know, 
they they know what I'm talking about, and I love them, you know, and praise them all 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 I can, and 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 I will give them credit where it's due when like a client messages us, and I'm like, you know, I appreciate you saying like you, and I'm like, it's not me, it's us. It, it took a collective to create and and make sure your podcast is is crushing it, your content machine is killing it, you know, um, but. Uh, yeah, so, so really to hire, to hire a team, um, I would start try, trying to build that, start writing down your systems as soon as possible. Once you figure out like you have systems. So say you are, um, building out someone's like plan, right? Their nutrition plan. Does that involve your, your genius? Yeah, it does. I mean, I think, I think so. Like that's part of my, I don't know. That's what I'm something I'm obsessed with is just like the optimal human functioning. And so anything to optimize nutrition or movement or mindset, anything that falls in that realm, I think falls into like definitely some of my like obsessive genius. Okay. And then, but I've always been like touted for like leadership as well. So that's where like eventually that'll probably be more of my genius and I'll work with like a select few of like writing out that plan. Got it. Okay. So as a business owner, do you have to be in your finances? Does that? Yeah. I hate that part. If someone else, yeah, it requires it. Yeah. If I can hand that off, like handing off technology, handing off finances, like that's going to be, yeah, those are going to be the first to go. (laughs) Yeah. So anything that you don't like to do that doesn't bring you joy. It's funny. It's like Marie Kondo for your business. Hand that off. Find find someone that you know that's their expertise not yours and you know uh it's it's basically like giving rehab to your business in a way uh you know like 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 you're hiring a physical therapist for your business like that's that's that so like i have my my accountant i have my bookkeeper right i don't do any of that and i'm like i don't want to i did i did do it at first and you will do it for a while and then you'll progress to a certain point where your, your, your business is safe enough to where like, okay, we can allocate some of the revenue towards that. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that point. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. That's probably where I would start first is like, see what brings you joy, you know, and then if it doesn't bring you joy, find someone that that's, that's the thing that brings them joy. And cause they're going to, like we talked about, uh, give their 110% with that. Um, Versus you, you're probably going to like drag your feet. You're like, man, it's the end of the month. Don't want to break down all these expenses and like all this stuff. And yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably two months behind. <laughs> oh, I, I hate, I hated it. <laughs> That's why I'm glad I have someone that literally puts it in a sheet and all I need is like, okay, I need this number and this number. Boom. Got it. Plug it into my thing. All right. This is how much taxes I should save. Cool. That's and then, and then I'm like, all right, especially we live in California, man. It's like, you should be saving like 15%, yeah, possibly 20. Yeah, so yeah. high over here. It's ridiculous. Yep. Wow. I forget we're even recording a podcast, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, all right. So, one, one of one of the longest one, ones we've had. And sorry, guys, if we kind of went off the 
the rail rails there a little bit. Um, hopefully that, that helped you guys in seeing, you know, I guess my perspective in my business and getting someone asking me questions. Cause that was kind of fun. I was like, Oh, I got to really think about this. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So now we're going to bust out our pod deck. So you guys know this is towards the end of the interview. Um, we bust out this thing called pod decks. We asked three random questions of you, Katie, and they kind of just help us dive a little more into you. All right. Let's see. If you could send a message to a large group of people, who would those people be? And what would your message say? It's a good one. Wow. Oh, and now it's like, say it succinctly and beautifully. (laughs) Yeah. We'll probably have to clip this for you. (laughs) Seriously. Okay. Well, definitely to because I like to make a lasting impact. So I know right now I work with a lot of women in their thirties and forties, but if I had to blast one message, shoot, it can still cross any age of women, just ladies like love you first, love your body next, take care of your body, but detach from this perfect image and focus on just fueling for your optimal health and how you feel. Fire. All right. Clip that guys right there. (laughs) Okay. Next one. If you had no deadlines, what project or task would you focus on right now? But no deadlines, what project or task would I focus on right now? Uh, Does that mean like, like if I have a big scale dream, what would I do? Like, like nothing's in my way kind of thing or. Yeah. 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 So like, I don't know. You were, you were talking before this about your podcast. So like basically, you know, that's true. Yeah. If I, yeah, if I had all the time and nothing like in the way of doing that, it would be doing the podcast. Cause I have so many amazing women I want to interview and they're just like lined up and I just need to get it going and like creating more content, like just more videos. Um, I did one TikTok started and now my Mondays and Thursdays are taken. So like, um, yeah, the podcast and that would absolutely be one of them for sure. Yeah, that's great. All right. Well, nope. That, that was a weird question. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure a lot of us go through it though. I mean, I can, I can ask it. Um, cause, cause you know how like you, when you're at rest, your, your brain finally able to like piece things together. Uh-huh. Okay. So this basically, this question, it said, what are the ideas that have come to you in the shower? Oh gosh. Actually, I love uh, thinking of things in the shower just because like you I can hit too. like the gamma waves. Yeah. As soon as you get the water going. Yeah. Um. Oh, some of the best ideas. Unfortunately, I don't always remember them is the problem is like, I need to do what one of my friends does is he has a whiteboard in the shower. No. So he, yes. So he thinks of these things and he can write them down. So by the time, cause then you're like, oh my gosh. And you like shower and then you get ready and you're like, what was that thing? Shoot. So I don't know, because those are the moments where like, I know they happen. And then by the time I like get out of the shower. So I wish I had a better answer for you, but if anything, it's to get a whiteboard for your shower. There you go. <laughs> um, so what I do kind of sitting in my stillness is I used to go on walks and I'd bring a book with me or like a, like a, like a journal. And then, you know, things would come in my head and like, Oh, that's a good podcast or, you know, interview, or that's a good idea. And that's how I kind of generated things 
but yeah, that would be great to have it actually in the shower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just wondering, like, how would it not erase? Uh, I'll have to ask him. It must be in like a perfect area that like water's not hitting it or something. I just know he can. Yeah. No. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that is that is the three questions. So. Thank you, Katie, for coming on. I'm sorry we we took a, a lot of your time today. So for the listeners that resonated with your message and they're like, hey, Katie, I would love to work with you. How can they do that? Um, so they can join the community first and foremost. So if you look up She Eats in Facebook, you should be able to find it. It's labeled um, Weight Loss for Women, Cycle Sync Nutrition and Fitness, and then She Eats at the end um, just for searching reasons. Um, or they can email me directly at katie at sheeatslifestyle.com. And then, um, yeah, we can get them, set them up. I would love to just talk to them and see where they're at, see if we'd be a good fit first and just find out what's going on with them. And yeah, we'd go from there. Perfect. All right, guys. And then the links to the, all that will be in the show notes. So we'll have all that for you. Um, but for listeners, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe for more episodes. We'll see you on the next one. Peace, guys. For more inspiring conversations like this one, I invite you to join my free Facebook group, Healthcare Hacks and Connections. Also, be sure to subscribe, rate, review on Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Lastly, be sure to follow our socials on Instagram, the podcast underscore doc and Nate Novice on Facebook. Thank you and have a great day.